Welcome to the Healing Begins podcast channel. My name is Pastor Gail Crock, Executive Director of Spiritual Care. And today we are going to talk about being victorious. But today I'm not alone. We got the staff here from Spiritual Care. Everybody say hello. Hi. So you can see we got a, quite a bit of quite a few staff. But today what I want to talk about to you guys is about being victorious. I thought we were going to start the book of Acts study today, but the Holy Spirit kept saying, I want you to talk about being victorious. This is what I want you to talk about. So when I think about being victorious, I think about two things. One, there are many battles in this life that you and I will fight. Some of them we will feel like we win, and some of them will feel like we don't win because there are many battles. And then the second thing I thought about being victorious is the day we stand before Jesus Christ at the judgment seat and he says, you have been victorious. You have overcome. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now, for some people, they're all excited about that day. For me, I'm like, yeah. hey, wait a minute. That's the judgment seat. That means my life is going to come up under the microscope of heaven. And my life is going to be looked at. Your life is going to be looked at. And that, to me, is a big deal. So it says in 2 Corinthians 5.10, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive things done while in his body according to what he hath done, whether good or bad. Now, I think where the bad comes in are the things that we don't remember to repent of. Things we think we didn't do wrong, but they were wrong. And, you know, it, this is not a... The judgment seat is not about our salvation. Right. It's about rewards. It's about Jesus telling us how we've done. Now, I want to be victorious. And what does that mean to me? Hearing the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You did well. To me, if I can hear them words, I will feel victorious. But also, when I think about victorious, I think about being in a war. Okay, not, not just a battle, but in a war. Within a war, there are many battles that are fought. And so I think about how the battle going on right now is over the souls of men. The battle is on and the enemy is fighting for the souls of men. Don't you guys agree with that? The but the, I also think the battle has another prong, another point to it. The enemy wants to take the believer and render him powerless, him or her powerless. So the enemy not only wants to destroy the unbeliever, he wants to destroy or stop the believer for being effective in this life. I really believe that with all my heart. And by the way, you can't say, um, I'm, I'm setting this war out. It don't work that way. You're in, whether you want to be or not. And Satan, he doesn't care if you're a bystander. Boom, you're out. I mean, you're in, and there's no getting out of this one. And so, Rod, you're here. You want to read Ephesians 6, 6 10 through 13? Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when that day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, Therefore. This tells me the war is on. And then Ephesians 6 goes on and talks about the armor of God. We're not going to go there today. 
But you know, in a war, there's also casualties. Did you know that, right? There's casualties in a war. Have you ever looked at your life and say, I think I may have had a few casualties in my life, or, or I've been hit a few times, or my, my shield's been nicked up. I got into that fight, into that battle. I didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But, you know, there's no bystanders, and the war is over the soul of men. But you know what? God is good, and the good news is that our king wears the victor's crown. Amen. Sharon, you want to read on that page there, Revelation 5, 9 through 10? Sure. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God's persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. So the lamb was worthy to open the scroll because yeah. he was worthy because he died. He resurrected. He was victorious over the enemy, over mm -hmm. death, hell, and the grave. And then it goes on. I like... Uh, uh, Sarah, can you read there Matthew 16, 18? Mm -hmm. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Right, the gates of hell. What is the rock of Revelation? That Jesus is the Christ. Mm -hmm. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of the living God. That's On that revelation, mm -hmm. we overcome. We have victory in, in our day-to-day -day lives because I, I don't only really want to have victory at the end. I want to have a few victories between now and the time I get to meet Jesus. I want to live a victorious Christian life. But the king has already won. So today I want to talk about 14 keys to being victorious. And these were things I really felt the Lord emphasizing to me today as I was developing. Key number one, Keeping a tender heart toward God your whole life. Not allowing your heart to get hard-hearted because of life's battles. Acts 7.51 You stiff-necked people. Your hearts and your ears are uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Now, think about this in your life. I'm 60. hate to tell everybody that listening. I'm 60. We're all different ages. One of the very hardest things that you're going to find is keeping your heart tender toward God that even if the Holy Spirit pricks you, you feel it. If he whispers, you hear it, right? Would you not say that's the truth? Anyone have any battles with that? No? No battles, Connie? I have lots. Lots of battles, right? And then point number two, Keeping an intimate relationship with Jesus all your life. Making him number one priority. And what is the one thing the enemy comes to steal from us? Time. He tries to steal your time. He tries to feed you the lie that you don't have time to have that intimate relationship. You don't have time to read your Bible. Now, I got two points under this. The wise versions... Matthew 25, 1 through 13. I'm not going to read it. And the part where Jesus said to the goats, I never knew you. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. So it's so critical that we don't allow the enemy to take that time away from us. And what he does, if he's going to take the time away from us, he will use uh, good things 
He will try to use good things to distract us, to keep us from that. I need that time. You don't want to know Gail if he hasn't had time with the Lord. You want to know a Gail like me that's having time with Jesus. That's best. Number three, living a life of forgiveness. Matthew 6.15 But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins also. Wow. Living, living a life of forgiveness. You say, what does that have to do with being victorious? It has everything. Because if you're not forgiving, you're giving the devil a foothold in your life and that foothold will hinder you from winning the battle, from being victorious. Any thoughts so far from any of you reading through this? I think of the, the hook example. Take right. it off of our hook, put it on God's hook. He's vengeance is mine, I'll repay, thus saith the Lord. Yes. God's got it. We don't have to do that vengeance. It's best for us than not to do it. God, yeah. God looks at the heart. He knows exactly what needs to be done. Yeah. And so how hard is it through your whole life to be forgiving? There's sometime you just want to have a minute to be angry and you just would like to give someone, well, a piece of your mind, but it's not worth it. Release forgiveness as fast as you can toward people that have hurt you. Because believe me, I was young and now I'm younger. I was once young and now I'm older. And what does David say? He never saw the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. So God has a way of taking care of things. And then number four, living a life of humility. Sue, you want to read that verse there? 1 Peter 5, 6. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Wow. Humble yourself under God's mighty hand, that he may exalt you in due time. How hard is that? How hard is it to wait? How hard is it not to defend yourself? Because, you know, Moses said, the Bible says Moses was meek, right? And he was humble. He knew how to hold his tongue. He knew how to, with all those people that were just hard to take care of, although he did lose his temper once, and that did cost him a lot. But if we will just relax and humble ourselves in due time, it says that God will lift us up. And how many times have you seen people try to lift themselves up only for that to all fall apart later? So, and then um, number five, Melanie, you want to read point number five? That's allowing God to fight for you, not operating in your own strength. And then uh, read Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I was called the wiggle britches. You probably heard that that saying before. You need only to stand still. God will fight for you. Well, what if he doesn't do it right? What if he doesn't win this battle? Well, you know what? Jesus has never lost a battle. If it says stand still, others say be quiet. Kind of like when Jesus was before Pilate. He said, know you not that I have the power to crucify you? And Jesus looked at him and said, the only power that you have is what's been given you from above. It, keeping yourself still and allowing God to fight for you is hard. Because many times we want to pick up and we want to do it in our own strength. 
Any thoughts for this? Yeah, the real truth is is that he won't he won't act until you let it go. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's a good point. You can, you can be your own stumbling block. <laughs> <laughs> he won't act until you until you let it go. That's you. Boy, I don't like to trip myself up. Do you? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Pat, you want to read number uh, six and then the scripture? Keeping your eyes on Jesus, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's a good, because here's the thing. In the battle, in, in, in being victorious, in a war, the number one thing the enemy does is try to knock you off course and get your eyes off the Lord. Because he is our commander. We look to him, right? He's the captain of the Lord of hosts. We look to him to win. He has won. And he's showing us how to win, how to be victorious. So keeping your eyes on Jesus. Uh, point number seven, win. You want to read that? Getting rid of everything that hinders. And the weight that's so easily entangled. So if you were running a race and I said, here's 10 pounds, why don't you run with that? You'd look at me, if I want to win, I can't be carrying that dang 10-pound weight, right? And then it says, uh, some say, so get rid of everything that hinders. Think about your life. What is hindering you from really walking with God the way you need to? What are, not the big hindrances, what are the little hindrances? And then point number eight is, don't let the sin entangle you. So the sin that so easily entangles, what's the sin, the one sin that you struggle with that you find tends to tangle you up? Some people say, well, I struggle with my mouth. That's probably my, you know. They'll say, I struggle with this or I struggle with that. Think about this. What is the one sin that will, you know what happens when you're running and you get your feet tangled up? We were in a, I was in a race in Holland, Michigan with like a couple hundred people and the guy in the front was standing by me. He tripped over his own feet and fell face down on the ground. Two of us had to reach down and grab him and pick him up because the crowd was moving ahead. If we didn't do that, he'd have teddy boppers all over him. Tire, he would have teddy bopper shoe tracks all over him, right? So what is the sin that trips you up the most? Think of, we often think of sin as being big, but sometimes those sins that, that trip us up are the small things, not the big. Didn't Solomon say it's the little foxes? that spoil the vine. So we want to look at what are the sins that entangle us that really hinder us from running the race. So, Connie, you want to read point number nine and read the scripture? Keep standing for and obeying the truth. Galatians 5, 7 through 8. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. Wow. Keep obeying the truth. Keep standing for the truth. We live in a world today where that is really not popular. 
standing and obeying the truth and he's saying if you want to make it to the end don't let anyone cut in on you now I don't know if you've ever seen this in a foot race when someone cuts in too close they really trip a lot of people up it really affects everybody that's running and so you do not want to stop from obeying the truth you want to be standing for the truth you know sometimes it's like everybody is going right but you're going left you know it just seems like the crowd is going one way and you're going you're going uh, the other way so are there any thoughts so far on this God and I are having a discussion about that right now yeah you and God are having a discussion about obeying the truth and and the arrows that Satan slings to try to make you doubt yeah correct <laughs> And then the other point, uh, Sharon, you want to read number 10? Being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 4, verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit is our counselor and guide. Don't do things that grieve him. Wow, think about that. When we grieve him, he withdraws. He doesn't leave us, but he withdraws. It hinders him. So when we're walking in, and all of this is about being victorious. These are the points the Lord gave me. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit in the way you live, in the way you speak, in the actions you're taking. I think it's really critical that we're sensitive. Barb, go ahead. How do you know when you're grieving the Holy Spirit? Have you ever said something and you went, oh, I should never have said that? Mm -hmm. That's how you know. It's just the Holy Spirit convicting you. Yeah, say, hey, um, you, you shouldn't have said that. You need to go apologize. Mm -hmm. Melanie. I feel a sadness come over me. Yeah. Just kind of a subdued kind of sadness. Yeah, it could be sadness, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, he's sad, I would imagine, when yes. you grieve him. Oh, yeah. So he's the person, he can be hurt, he, he thinks, he's, you know, I mean, when we grieve him, it does sadden him, and, and uh, I've said things before, and I'm like, man, I should have never, ever said that. And then... I go and say something and ask for forgiveness. So, okay, um, number 11. Pat, you want to read 11? Yes. <clears throat> listen for the voice of Jesus, John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. He will lead and guide us to total victory in this war. And that's what we want to know, that the Lord will lead and guide us, right? He is present to lead, to guide, to show us what to do, to, to tell us what way to go, what not to do. There was one time the disciples were thinking about going to a certain area in the book of Acts and the Holy Spirit warned them and said, don't go there. So we really need to be able to listen to the Holy Spirit because he's our counselor. Um, so read number 12. Fighting the good fight of faith, 1 Timothy 6.12. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Okay, and then read 1 Timothy 1.18 right below it. Um, 1 Timothy 1.18. Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the Prophecy. prophecies once made about you 
so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Wow. Why is that bringing tears to your eyes, Sue? Because right now I'm in a crossroad fighting a battle, and I have to keep my eyes on the Lord to get through it. Yeah. And then picking up what he has said about you as your weapon to fight with in a battle. Then he, he says in the other scripture, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of eternal life. Take hold of it in keeping with the prophecies once made about you. All right, uh, number 13, Sarah. Live a life of thankfulness and praise. First Thessalonians 5.17 Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances. Wow. Have being, giving, having a thankful heart in, in a war, in battle, is really hard, but it's key to making it. And then um, I want uh, Rod to read number 14. Let Paul's final words be our final words in 2 Timothy 4, 6-8. Go ahead, read it. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Wow. Let, let those be our final words. Let that be our final words. I have fought the good fight. You know, you know when he penned those words, right? Just before they beheaded him. Then were his last that was his last thing that he said. So, uh, any other thoughts about being victorious? Have you liked this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. In the midst of the battle, you can declare that. Yes. You know, in the midst of feeling defeated, you can declare that because it's true. He overcame the world. He, he said it is finished. And so in him I am victorious. In this, <laughs> when, when you're in the midst of a battle, you're victorious. When you're, you feel defeated, you're also victorious because Jesus has won the battle. He said, I, the battle is won. And, and so I, my faith has to be in him and not in myself to finish any battle. Amen. Amen. Any other thoughts? We've had a situation going on, and I wanted to give up. I really did want to give up. It's been so long. And the Holy Spirit said, Connie, if you are who you say you are, fight on. Mm -hmm. So I was involved. <laughs> it's okay, Lord, show me what, show me how, and he opened doors. Amen. 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 Why don't we end this time in a time of prayer? Because I know there will be people listening on the podcast later. So why don't we pray? Uh, for strength for people that are really looking to be victorious and why don't we do, do a time of prayer so you Rod you want to lead out okay. Heavenly Father we thank you for these verses that we've looked at today for your words Father that you give to Gail today Lord might it help every one of us to be able to stand strong in the midst of the battle we know Satan would like to take us out of the battle put us on a stretcher and carry us off so that we couldn't accomplish anything. But Lord, you give us the strength to get off the stretcher and keep going. So thank you, Father, for how you're going to help everyone that listens to this podcast, how you're going to 
Help each one of us in the part of spiritual care because you are the all-powerful God and we know we can trust and rely on you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody else want to lead out? Father, I just thank you that when we ask for forgiveness, mm -hmm. the healing starts. Thank you. I just thank you, Father, that uh, we can be victorious, but many times it starts with asking forgiveness. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. uh, Papa, thank you for never giving up on us, mm -hmm. for patiently waiting when we, when we rebel, when we struggle. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father, I remember that scripture that says in your presence is fullness of joy. And Father, the enemy's been trying to rob, steal, and destroy our joy and our peace. And we just stand against him and all his strategies and devices to rob from us. And we just say, no, we are overcomers. We are victorious in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, for giving us that peace that you will never take away from us. And you just said, let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. And so, Father, we just choose to believe you and trust in you and um, do what you tell us to do. Thank you for an obedient heart, Lord, that pumps good blood and is victorious over all those things yes. that's, that come against us. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you don't leave us defenseless in this war, that you already won it, but in the, in the midst of the battles, Lord, you give us tools and weapons to use, and they are not carnal, but they are divine and strong in power because they're from you. Thank you for the privilege of this ministry that you have ordained, that you have set in place so that we can equip other people with these tools and weapons and disciple them and teach them how to use these things so they too can be victorious in your own. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for today. Lord, today, this is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, Lord. And I just pray for every single person that took the time to listen to this podcast, Lord that you would strengthen them, send the angels to their home, right where they're at, or whether they're in their car, at work, walking down the road, doing dishes, whatever they're doing, put your loving arms around them and give them strength and peace and let them know they can be victorious. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Healing Begins podcast channel for the podcast entitled Being Victorious. I hope it has been an inspiration to you. God bless you and have a great day.